0: Hey, Housing News listeners, I'm Brenna Nath, the HW Plus Managing Editor here at HousingWire. This custom podcast episode presented by Ellie May features Eric Connors, Senior Vice President of Product Strategy and Management. As we enter May and more states start to provide updates around the stay-at-home orders, Connors shares how the industry has been learning to adjust to the changes in the market, such as the reduction in rates and the change in volume, all while we figure out the new normal of working from home. He also touches on how COVID-19 has changed how people in this industry view technology both internally and externally, saying it's going to be very ground-shaking in what it means to the digital part of people's lives and how they engage with and leverage tools. Lastly, as the industry continues to collaborate at the Ellie Mae Virtual Experience Conference, Eric shares some of the biggest trends that you're hearing about from lenders and what tips and tools people should bring into the rest of 2020. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the rest of the interview. To start, Eric, I wanted to give you a quick welcome to the Housing News Podcast, and let's go ahead and get started with our first question for you. As more states start to provide updates around their stay-at-home orders, do you think the industry has a better plan for how to navigate May and beyond?
1: Yeah, I think it's an interesting question. Um, I think that we are learning a lot. Um, If you just think about the last couple months, we've Seen this reduction in interest rates. So that means volume has gone through the roof in a lot of different ways. Um, Meanwhile, the industry has had to figure out how do we work at home um, and how do we take this process and make it more digital than it historically has. Um, So those are are very interesting. Meanwhile, the purchase market is sort of drying up and, and trying to figure out how to get its toehold on things. Um. So that has changed the nature of the business that we do as well in some interesting ways. This should really be the beginnings of sort of a, a mad crush of purchase. Um, and we're not necessarily seeing that yet. So it's been very, very interesting times. I think there's also some probably some longer term um, implications to, you know, do millennials react in a way that, you um, Maybe they're a little bit more cautious because they've seen whether their job or somebody else's, you know, in their, in their network job disappear. So I think there's going to be some very interesting things that happen about um, the industry. Um, and obviously, some of our customers have been able to take advantage of um, um, the digital elements that we make available on our platform. So in particular, the customer engagement suite. So all of those digital components that happen as you apply for the loan and go through that process, at this stage, we have more than 1,400 customers taking advantage of those capabilities. We also recently announced um, uh, Lead Manager Essentials, which is a digital way for loan officers to stay connected with those customers throughout the loan process. And um, this is a pretty cool product because, um, as we know, like, you know, there's a lot of delay oftentimes um, loan officers and getting back to the customer as they go through that process. We see that taking as long as 48 hours. We also know that 44% of loan officers don't get back to their customers right away. And in this digital time where everything is remote, those touch points and that connection to the borrower are going to be really, really important. And what Lead Manager Essentials does is it automates all of those touch points. It helps the loan officer stay connected to those borrowers as they go through that process, and they don't have to log into any system. It happens automatically as a borrower enters an application and then you know, departs halfway through, there's an automatic notification that gets sent to the borrower. So I think there's a lot of ways that technology is helping people adjust to this um, time, and that is, um, you know, is gonna continue as, as we continue to sort of live in this environment, what seems like over the next month, even though things are starting to loosen up a little bit, my guess is this is going to be the new norm for us for a little while here.
0: Digging into that a little deeper, how do you think COVID-19 has changed how people in this industry view technology, both internally and externally?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think if you consider where we are today, imagine if this event had happened 10 years ago um, the state of things like the internet, the bandwidth, video, Zoom, all of these things 10 years ago is a very, very different environment. I think the other thing that's happening is we've made significant strides in, in how we accept this whole process so like I, I was watching the news the other day and I saw a newscaster on the radio or on the news she's giving her little zoom and up pops this little you know two-year-old or three-year-old into her lap right and all of us laugh and think that that's you know so human it sort of humanizes things but I was just thinking like Imagine her producer. First off, her producer would have never allowed her to do that from home um, not too long ago. And her producer would have been completely irritated if that had happened in in real life. right? So like our acceptance of this new norm is also, I think, going to be very ground shaking in terms of what it means to the digital part of our lives and how we engage and how we can engage in in leveraging tools like Zoom or WebEx and, and other things like that. Now, obviously, our customers are able to fully utilize the Encompass platform remotely. <clears throat> you know, they're, lot, they're able to do their job you know, outside of the office, so that's been fantastic for them. I do think that one key area of technology change that we're going to see is in the e-closing side of the equation. This is obviously going to become a higher priority for many um, of the lenders out there, and in particular, the remote online notary And a lot of the legislative constraints that we've had around that I think are likely to start seeing some movement and some start seeing some change around that. So I think those are going to be two things to sort of watch out for as we go through how this new norm of adopting and leveraging technology, maintaining that engagement, even though we are remote, and then sort of the legislative side of this where we have had legislation in the way of making that more more realistic for um, the experience.
0: And now that it's been a week since the start of the Ellie Mae Virtual Experience 2020 conference, can you share some of the biggest trends that you're hearing about from lenders?
1: Yeah. You know, um, exp- the virtual experience has been a wild success. There is a lot of customers out there that are very engaged in this process and, and engaging virtually. And I think this is a testament to, you know, how technology can really transform what we think of as traditional experiences in some meaningful ways. I think the hot topics are obviously Erlo readiness is a big topic. Um, you know, there's new dates that have been announced and co- customers are sort of reassessing their timelines and their plans around this. Um, we are we're obviously have been ready actually since the first date um, and some pieces of those, uh, those those dates have moved around. Um, we've made those adjustments to the requirements and all of those things are, are available to our customers today. So they're ready to start looking at their internal processes and start thinking about how their integrations and and other components still operate. I think another hot topic for us is a new product that was launched called Insights. And Insights provides up-to-date information such as interest rates, volumes, pull-through rates, et cetera, that are occurring in the industry today. And so this allows our, le- our lenders and our customers to basically make a comparison between how their business is doing and what competitors are doing or, you know, a peer set might be doing. Now, they can't look at specific competitors, but they can establish a peer set that, you know, looks like a national, you know, that plays in these markets, that has these sort of products. They can define what that peer set looks like in a very granular way. And unlike other um, solutions that are in the market, which tend to be delayed by 90 days, um, our solution is up to date. It's real time information. And so, like, imagine how useful 90 day old data would be in this time where volume is going through the roof. Purchase should be accelerating, but it's not accelerating. What insights provides is, is insight into that real time activity that's happening in the market and allows our lenders to compare themselves to how they're doing relative to the industry or relative to a peer set that they've defined. Obviously, the addition of Capsulon is another hot topic um, and how um, it enhances our data and analytics capabilities with the AIQ products. This is a hot topic in and in an area of interest for all of our customers. Um, and finally, all of our solutions that help them work more remotely. You know, we talked already about consumer engagement and the essentials product, e and remote notary, but also Loan Officer Connect is another solution that allows loan officers to work via their mobile phone um, and do the, the normal activities in a very remote sort of way. And so this is seeing a lot of usage and getting a lot of discussion happening in, in the conference.
0: Piggybacking off of that question, what are some of the common challenges that you're hearing about from lenders and how is the industry solving for it?
1: You know, I think, um, one of the common frames is right now is, uh, is volume, 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 volume. There's a lot of people talking about volume, not only what has happened, sort of the big ramp up that's happened and now things have started to stabilize, but also really thinking about what's going to happen to volume going forward. And, um, How does, you know, is purchase going to be delayed? Is refinance going to stay? Um, You know, are interest rates going to stay where they are? It doesn't seem like there's anything that's really going to push them back up. And so does that mean the refinance sort of market maintains for a little while? Um, There's a lot of conversation happening around that, a lot of uncertainty happening around that and and speculation happening around that. And then I think the other topic is really how are, clients are moving forward with their e i think a lot of customers had started to adopt that we're dabbling in that um, trying to implement hybrid e-closing and other components of the e-close solution and we see a lot more activity around how do we accelerate those projects how do we get more um, digital closings happening um, that's another um, area where we see people leveraging you know our solutions and leveraging our partner solutions in in trying to get more of those projects off the ground.
0: And if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who is going through their tech stack and trying to figure out what their next big move is for the future, what would you tell them?
1: You know, I think one key area um, for people to focus on is thinking about how to get automation quality data out of the documents that they sit on. You know, we're a document-heavy industry. And the key to automation, the key to a lot of the efficiencies that we can gain as an industry are going to be in extracting that information out of those documents. It's unlikely the documents are going to go away um, anytime soon. And so how do we make that information that sits in those documents more actionable? This is really where um, our product, Elime AIQ, comes into play. Um, And this is something that eliminates a lot of that manual document review and it allows for that hands-off access to the data that's inside those documents. Um, and in a way that allows automation to happen afterwards, whether that be through underwriting tasks, whether that be through workflow automation, whether that be through service order automation, um, there's a variety of different ways that that can start to enhance that whole process, both shortening the time that it takes for um Process alone, but also improving the borrower experience and streamlining that borrower experience as they as they go through that process.
0: And along those same lines, what is one thing you think people don't fully understand about technology right now that you think they need to understand?
1: Yeah, I think even in this environment where you know we're all social distancing and it seems like we're leaning more heavily on technology every day, I think the one thing that we have to keep in mind is that. you know, there's still people involved in this process. And I think those technologies that um, embrace and acknowledge that are going to be the most successful. You know, obviously, as a tech company, we believe that there's a tech solution to help in all of those pieces of the puzzle. Um, But really, our approach to this is to um, automate those more mundane tasks so that our customers can spend more time focusing on touching their customers, engaging with their customers, and, and making sure that those customers become fans and then are making that rec- next recommendation. That's the most important part. And I think a lot of times we lose sight of like the technology. The technology becomes the end game. And really, the technology is the enabler to make sure that you have a better business with better customer interactions. That's
0: and to wrap up today's podcast episode, what is something you want people to take away from this conference and bring into the rest of the year as we all navigate 2020?
1: So our customers tell us you know, the two most actionable sessions from the conference are personalizing the loan office experience for unmatched efficiency and effectiveness, leveraging predictive analytics to drive business decisions is the other one. So that's what our customers say are the most actionable um, events and sessions available. So obviously I'd recommend that people pay attention to those too, those seem seem interesting. And then also starting today, we're kicking off some live content through our virtual experience. And we'll be starting with Cocktails and Conversations, a very cool uh, new feature. Um, It's going to feature some interesting and inspirational speakers. We're starting off with Zach Lowe from ESPN, who talk about the future of basketball, which is a pretty interesting topic at this time. We've also got Good Morning America's Dan Harris, who wrote the book 10% Happier. He's going to talk about meditation. We've got the celebrity chef, Ryan Scott, who will talk about the restaurant industry and share some family-friendly recipes. So hopefully, if you're looking for something good to eat while you're sitting at home, that's going to be a good session to pay attention to. We'll have some live Q and A as well. And um, you know this isn't just virtual in terms of um, you know people sitting around and, and looking at content that's been recorded. There's opportunity to engage live with Q and A. Um, we'll have product subject experts, subject matter experts um, who will be able to talk with and ask questions about the technology and and what they need to do with it. And so I guess as you can see, this conference is not just one and done. We continue to add content based on feedback from attendees. So really recommend that people keep checking back in for the latest.
0: Thanks for sharing the biggest trends in the industry and what is happening at Ellie Mae with us. And thanks again for joining us on the podcast today, Eric. And to our listeners, be sure to check back in as we continue to interview experts in the industry who can help make sense of the latest headlines.